This morning, if you can turn your Bibles to Haggai chapter 2, Haggai chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. Haggai chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. In the seventh month, on the 21st of the month, the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people, saying, Who is left among you who saw this temple in its former glory? And how do you see it now in comparison with it? Is this not in your eyes as nothing? Yet now be strong, Zerubbabel, says the Lord, and be strong, Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, and be strong, all you people of the land, says the Lord. Reading from Haggai chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. Verse 5. According to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you, do not fear. Verse 6. For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more, in a little while, I will shake heaven and the earth, the sea and dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this later temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. This morning we are reading from Haggai chapter 2. I will give you a little background on chapter 2. Children of Israel, they were under captivity in Babylon for 70 long years. And they have just come back to Jerusalem. They have, in fact, just returned to Jerusalem after their captivity. So in chapter 1, we see God is speaking through the prophet Haggai that it is time for the people of God to build the temple. In fact, God is rebuking the people of God, saying, why are you delaying the building of the temple of God? It is not the time to delay things. It is not the time to procrastinate. God, I am expecting you to build my temple. So God is speaking through prophet Haggai. And after listening to the message of Haggai, Bible says in chapter 1, Haggai, people came in obedience under the leadership of Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah, and Joshua, the high priest. Now, I want you to understand the condition of the people in Israel. People were so discouraged you know, during the 70 years of bondage, and they have just come out of the bondage in Babylon. They would have lost their dear ones. People who went, you know, they were babies at the time they were taken into captivity. Now they are 70 plus years. And many of the, you know, 50 and 60 and 70 people, those who all, they died, they passed away. They are no more. It's a new generation altogether. 70 long years. Now they have come out of the bondage. You know, when they are feeling so powerless, they are feeling so feeble and fragile. 
when they come back to Jerusalem in this condition. You know, they are exactly like a bird just got released after being in its cage for two long years. I want you to imagine a bird that just came out of its cage just being there for two long years. The bird lost all its ability to fly. It can no more sing like other birds. It cannot go after its prey. It doesn't feel like moving at all. It ends up in sitting in one place. Even after the release from the cage, it still feels that there is a cage around it. Children of Israel, exactly they were in the same situation. Now the comforting and encouraging the word of God coming to the children of Israel through prophet Haggai. And we read that in verse, let's read verses 4 and 5. Yet now be strong Zerubbabel, says the Lord. And be strong Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest. And be strong all you people of the land, says the Lord. And work for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. And verse 5 says, according to the word that I covenanted with you, when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. And I believe this morning God is sending this message across the land. Do not fear. Be of good courage. Continue your work. So after the encouragement that came through the prophet Haggai, there is a prophecy that broke forth, that breaks forth Further, and it says, and this is what the prophecy says in verse 6, For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more, it is a little while, I will shake heaven and the earth, the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, says the Lord. The glory of this later temple shall be greater than the former temple, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, in this place, I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. This morning, I would like to title my sermon as... When God shakes the nations, can you say that with me? When God shakes the nations, even though this prophecy, you know, I I understand the prophecy in the context, in its context, even though this prophecy is concerning the future events, including the coming of the Lord, the judgment, the millennial reign of Lord Jesus Christ on the face of this earth. In fact, this prophecy was spoken 500 years before the coming of the Messiah, the birth of Lord Jesus Christ. And now, if we we all can go to the book of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews, he elaborates this prophecy. We are are turning to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 25 to 29. And there we will understand more about this prophecy, the prophecy spoken by Haggai in chapter 2. We are reading from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 25 to 29. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape, who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. Verse 26, Hebrews 12. Whose voice then shook the earth, But now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shall not only the earth, but also I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Verse 27. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken, as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. 
Verse 28, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably, acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Verse 29, for our God is a consuming fire. I'll help you understand how the scriptures are written in the context of the prophecy that came out of Haggai in chapter 2. This is what the writer of Hebrews says. I just put that summary and this is what the writer of Hebrews says. God shakes the earth and heaven often to remove those things which are not strong, which are not connected with God, which are found loose, which are found hanging so that he can prepare the remnant for the eternal kingdom which cannot be shaken. You know, God is just shaking things so that which are not really attached with God, who, you know, the, the people who are not really drawing strength from God, they will be shaken and they will be falling apart because God is preparing us for the eternity. And the eternity, Bible says, nothing is going to shake the eternity. It is an eternal kingdom which cannot be shaken. So what the world is currently experiencing is exactly the shaking of God. To separate those who are not connected, not strong in the Lord. So the message is God is telling us to come closer to him and to be rooted in him, in his word, and to become more strong. So that we will not be shaken by the things that, you know, that, that is happening across. It's not that really God is punishing us, but God is allowing the shaking to happen to mankind. Because God has to prepare us for the eternity which is not shakable which is unshakable. When man makes permanent plans, God makes them temporary. When man is so certain about his future, God makes it uncertain. When man starts depending on his own strength, God makes him powerless and strengthless. Remember, he is the same God who has confused the language as the people of God, they came to, together to build the tower of Babel and they thought we can go reach up to heaven. And Bible says God confused the language and God scattered them. A little shaking, a little shaking. Remember God destroyed entire world except Noah and his family because they started living comfortably. They became comfortable in living in their wickedness. God had to shake a little bit. Same God who destroyed Goliath when he defied the name of God. You know, God does this at times. Now God is saying, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land, and I will shake all the nations. Suddenly he is not angry at man. God is not judging the earth. God is not pouring his judgment of the book of Revelation. No, not at all. God is allowing such events to occur so that such shakings will turn our hearts towards God. Amen? You know, God is not really angry at human. Don't misunderstand that God is judging and God is punishing. If God is punishing, God is judging. Nobody can stand before him. We still have protection of God. In the families, those who lost their lives, lost their dear ones. I believe God is in sympathy along with those who are mourning 
for their dear ones. God is not angry. God is allowing such events to occur, such shakings to happen, so that the church will turn back to God, so that the people of God will hear the voice of the Lord. In the past, God had shaken the nations many times, if you see the history. On an average, over the last decade, approximately 60,000 lives are lost every year due to various types of disasters. Every year, 60,000 lives are lost. During the past decade, in the year of 2010, the earthquake in Haiti, earthquake in Haiti claimed more than 200,000 lives. In the year 2004, on December 26, the earthquake in Sumatra coast in Indian Ocean, followed by a tsunami, claimed 200 to 300,000 lives on the shores of Indonesia, Sri Lanka, South India, and Thailand. In the year 2005, earthquake in Pakistan took 86,000 lives. We can just go on and on. Earthquakes, flooding, volcanic eruptions, landslide, hurricane, cyclones, tsunamis, blizzards, typhoons, tornadoes, they claim millions of lives every year, every decade. The current shaking of the nation's COVID-19 has already claimed approximately 13,000 lives. We don't know how many, how many more. Today, you and I are standing at the feet of God and asking God to be merciful over the land. When God shakes the earth, we really fall apart there are certainly the indications, you know, of the, they, they are really the indications of the coming of the Lord. The Lord is not it come, has not come it, but they all certainly indicate they will turn our eyes and they will make our eyes to fix on Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when the early century, the first century disciples, they were asking, Lord, when are, when are you going to come, Lord Jesus? The reason why they were asking because of the persecution. They want to get out of the situation. They want to get out of the here. And that's the reason they were asking, Lord, when are you coming? Now, God expects the same voice from the church. God expects the church to raise the same voice. Until then, God will tarry. Because God is, Jesus is going to come back for his bride. The bride has to get ready. The same way a bride is eagerly waiting for the bridegroom, that eagerness has to come upon the land, come upon the church, until then God will do these kind of shakings now and then. These shakings are not to destroy us, but these shakings are to build us and to prepare us. These shakings are not for our life, not for to us to live in fear, but these shakings are for us to completely trust in God. When such shakings take place, Let's see what the Lord is saying from the book of Haggai, chapter 2, verses 7 and 7 through 9. Haggai chapter 2, verse 7 says, And I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 8, the silver is mine, and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 9, the glory of this later temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts, and in this place I will give peace. Says the Lord of hosts, this shaking of all nations is followed by three blessings. We see this scenario repeated in the past. 
and it's still being repeated and it will continue to repeat even in the, in the future until the fulfillment takes place when God pours his judgment on the face of this earth and he continues the millennial reign of Lord Jesus Christ and during that time the Haggai chapter 2 7 through 9 these scriptures are going to come in fulfillment but until then we see the shadow of these things happening on the face of this earth Three blessings God is promising once we come out of this phase, come out of the situation that we are dealing with today. Number one, spiritual blessings. God is saying, I will fill the temple with glory. Spiritual blessings can come only from God. The reason why God is shaking because today, people of this world, they are seeking for spiritual blessings from wrong sources. If you want to understand the heart of God, considering concerning what we are talking about right now, the spiritual blessings, I want you to turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. Probably God is speaking to the church. For my people have committed two evils, Jeremiah 2, 13 and 14. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. God is saying that instead of seeking God for their spiritual blessings, spiritual nourishment, instead of reading the word of God for their spiritual food, they started listening to their own favorite singers and preachers. Instead of coming together as a church on Sunday morning, they're all sitting in front of the television. I'm not talking about now you're sitting in front of the television because you know there is no other option. You need to sit right now. But even otherwise, when everything is going well, people don't want to come to church anymore. Instead of serving the heavenly master, God is saying, my people are end up in serving the earthly masters on the day of the Lord. They're holding broken cisterns. What does it mean, broken cisterns? It refers to the spiritual lives that are not really built on the word of God. Lives built on feelings and experiences, broken cisterns. Broken cisterns refer to the spiritual lives that are built on following rituals, traditions, practices, some of those things which we do often without knowing why we are doing. And if anyone asks, I'm doing it today because my parents, they used to do the same thing. Not knowing what God's word says, knowing only what others are saying. Broken cisterns. God's heart is aching. Such broken cisterns cannot hold the spiritual blessings. And remember the story when rain comes and flood comes and when the wind blows and beats on the house, such spiritual lives will collapse. Those who are not built strongly on the word of God those who are not drawing from the fountain of the living water, such lives are going to collapse when God shakes the land. God is saying, do not forsake the fountain of the living waters. God is saying, do not replace God with anything else. You know, Bible says our God is a jealous God. And he doesn't want you to ignore him. He doesn't want you to neglect him. He doesn't want you to give the glory that we are supposed to give him. The glory that is due unto him need to be given only to him, not to man. God is saying after shaking the earth, God is also going to send a later rain, the spiritual blessing. Bible talks about, the prophet Joel talks about the later rain that's going to come upon the land. 
We are going to read that from Joel chapter 2 verses 23 and 24. Joel chapter 2 verses 23 and 24. Be glad then you children of Zion and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain faithfully and he will cause the rain to come down for you. The former rain and the later rain in the first month. The threshing floors shall be full of wheat and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. Such a great spiritual blessing God is going to bring over the church and over your family once we cross, when we go through the shaking that is happening today. The prophecy spoken by Joel the prophet, they are all going to be fulfilled in the future before the coming of the Lord. Joel says in chapter 2 verse 28, you know, this is the expectation of God. This is the heart of God. God is expecting such things over your family, over the churches. Joel, 20, uh, Joel chapter 2 verse 22, 28 says, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. The first blessing, the number one blessing God is promising is the spiritual blessing. Let's talk a little bit about the second blessing what God is promising that's the material blessing. Verse 8 says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. Now I was just wondering out of context why God has to say this scripture. Why God has to say that when he's talking about shaking of the land, when he's talking about the things which are not tied along, uh, tied uh, with the Lord God, when things which are not the lives that are not connected with God falling apart, but God is promising to the church, saying that the silver is mine and the gold is mine. After the shaking happens, you know, there is going to be a material blessing that is going to come upon his people, God's people. Sharing of God's wealth. That's what I could understand. It is the desire of God that we live not in lack, but in plenty. Material wealth is the plan of God. Wealth and health are the promises of God. And God expects us to claim those promises. We don't really work for those promises. We don't really try to, you know, gain those blessings. But Bible says in 3 John chapter 1 verse 2, 3 John 2, Bible says, John writes saying that, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So all that we need to do is we need to do everything that is required for our soul to prosper. Not really to become prosperous, not materially. Not really, you know, seeking after good health. Yes, we need to seek after good health, but more than that, we need to seek, we need to make sure our soul is prospering, our soul is nourished, our soul is fed with the spiritual food. Then the blessings, the material blessing will follow. The material blessing is the promise of God. And this morning you may be wondering, Lord, my health is not good. The family's health is not good. They are all having health struggles. I just lost my work. Lord, I'm just being laid down, laid off my, from my work. I just lost my job. I lost my business. My financial is going to come down. I don't know next month how I'm going to pay my utilities, my bills. 
Some of us are saying, Lord, whatever I try towards material blessing, nothing is working out. I end up in failure all the time. So we are asking so many questions to God this morning. God is telling us the silver is mine and the gold is mine. That's all he says, nothing else. He's asking us to partner with him in his wealth. He's asking us to partner with him in his wealth, in, his, in, in the wealth that God is holding. What does it really mean to us? What does it mean to us? Silver and gold, they really define the wealth of any nation. If they, are, they belong to God, I believe suddenly they belong to the children of God. More than to anyone else. Silver and gold, they belong to the church. They belong to the people of God. And God is asking us to partner with him. So that we can inherit all that he wants. Because he's the owner of everything. When God shakes the earth, the holes of the earth are going to be shaken really. The world economy is shaking. United Nations Trade and Development Agency says, apart from the tragic human consequences of the COVID-19 coronavirus epidemic, the economy, economic uncertainty it has sparked will likely cost the global economy $1 trillion in the year 2020 alone. The world economy is shaking. Major corporates and businesses and government agencies and small businesses and even all the citizens, we are all affected. The church is affected, the ministries are affected and all those who trust in the Lord, we are all affected by what is happening across the land. In the midst of this, such a situation, God says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine. You know, I believe... There is a material blessing that is going to come upon the church, upon the people of God. Once the shaking gets over, the shaking, you know, once, once, I believe the shaking is going to do something more that is amazing. I believe the shaking is going to displace wealth. You know, the wealth is held up somewhere. And God is saying that God is allowing the shaking over the nation so that the wealth that God has kept in store, which is not with the right people. God is going to displace those wealth. And I, I wish a, a, a scripture that supports me. And I read a scripture in Proverbs chapter 13 verse 22. If you can read that with me. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 22. Proverbs 13 22 says, A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. But the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. When shaking takes place, there is going to be a displacement of the wealth. And I believe what, the, what Solomon is writing, what he's saying here, the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. There has to be a shaking in the wealth. There has to be a shaking in the economy so that the wealth of the sinner, wealth of this world will be displaced towards the children of God. Remember in Genesis chapter 28, 26, I believe, Isaac's sword in the year of famine. And Bible says he reaped hundredfold in the same year. You know, God wants us to move ahead. God wants us to move forward. God doesn't want us to think about the current situation that we are dealing with. God doesn't want the church to worry about the economic forecast that is being seen today in the news. The material blessing to God's people is the plan of God and it's going to happen after the shaking. 
Finally, God says, peace in your place. Peace in your place. Haggai chapter 2 verse 9. God says, and in this place I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. No doubt that we are living in a time where people don't have peace. During the crisis situation, when we hear about a tragedy, when we hear about a bad news, the first thing that we lose is our peace. Thinking about the current economic downfall, many of us may be going through sleepless nights as we don't have a courage to face the situation that are ahead of us. When the disaster happens in one part of the globe, it's possible that people may move to another location to find safety. But when the disaster such as COVID-19 happens to the entire world, where can people go to find peace? But God is saying that you don't need to run anywhere. God is saying that you are, you, we are going to give you peace in the place of your living. That's what the word of God says, if you can read with me closely. And in this place, I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. I was just thinking about Jerusalem. It is totally destroyed. All the buildings and all the, tem the temple of God was totally brought down during the exile. Now people of God, they came back and they were just sitting and thinking, Lord, what's going to be tomorrow? How tomorrow is going to be? I don't have, we don't have courage to face tomorrow. And God is telling them, I will give peace in this place. In the place where the tragedy happened, in the place where the calamity took place, where the disaster took place, God is telling the church, I will give you peace in this land, in the place of your living. God is saying that he's going to do that. When peace comes on the face of this earth, our life is going to flourish. Families are going to be built. Businesses are going to flourish. And the economy of the nation is going to flourish. It's going to rise. And God is saying that. I will give you peace in this place. This morning, I believe that, you know, it's an encouraging word of God that on the day which it came to Zerubbabel and Joshua, it is coming to the church today. It is coming to the people of God today that God has not forgotten us. God is not angry at us. God is not punishing us. God is not judging us. God is, all that God is doing is God is drawing our attention towards him. The attention of the church and the attention of the world need to be drawn closer to God. I want to just summarize quickly before I close in prayer. Today you are worried about the current situation. But God is telling you, the church, that I'm not angry at you. I'm not judging you. But all that I'm doing is I'm trying to gain your attention. All that I'm doing is shaking the nations to gain their attention. You know, people have forgotten God. Churches have forgotten God. But this morning, God is telling you, I just allowed the shaking to happen over the face of this earth because I want you to look at me. I want you to turn to me. I want you to start seeking after me. I want you to keep knocking at my door. The shaking is going to destroy everything that is not strong in the Lord. The shaking is going to destroy everything that is not connected with the streams of living water. The shaking is going to pull apart everything that is found loose and that is found hanging. And God is calling us. God is calling the church to come back to him, to come closer to him. Once the shaking is over, 
God is saying, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you spiritually. I'm going to bless you materially. And I'm going to give you peace in the land where you are living right now. You know, this morning it is a promise of God. Children of God, we need to understand the scenario that we are dealing with. We need to understand the situation that we are living in today. Shall we close our eyes and ask God this morning?